Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, for the first time since 1986, Canada has qualified for the FIFA Men's World Cup. And let me say it one more time, the first time since 1986. 86. What's amazing is that this is Canada's only second time going to the World Cup as well. And when they qualified back in 1986, I mean, God knows how amazing that that had to have been for the national team. And I remember there's a funny story uh, specifically behind it. You know, I, I think uh, like about a venue about how uh, th- those particular match... You know, was gonna was gonna go, but then these Canadian fans, I think, went the wrong went to the wrong uh, venue or, or whatever. But <laughs> what's so interesting is, man, you know, back in Can- back in 1985, when Canada won the Concacaf Championship to qualify for the uh, 1986 World Cup, you know, I I always used to say, I mean, there was a time where the Canadian men's national team was actually really really good. Now we all know in in Canada. You know, soccer will never, ever be as popular as hockey. And of course, people would ask me, well, why the hell do they give a damn about soccer? They're like, no, believe it or not, in Canada, there are soccer fans in Canada. I mean, they love hockey more than anything. But believe me, they love they love soccer too, I'm sure. Now, Canada, you know, of course, you know, uh, I'll never forget in 2000 when they won the CONCACAF Gold Cup as well. That was a... Very good. So that was at the time, you know, we, we were actually all convinced that there might be a, a, an era of glory for the Canadians. But, fortunately, it was not really to be. I mean, you know, for the most part, you know, every Canadian that I spoke to about soccer, what I mentioned, the national teams, there's very little to no interest out of them, honestly. But regardless, soccer is actually pretty popular in Canada, especially, you know, with the, with at least the, there's like three clubs now. During the MLS, there's the Montreal Impact, the Vancouver Whitecaps, and uh, of course the one in Toronto. But uh, I, I forgot. I actually kind uh, of actually looking at the teams right now. I forgot the name for the Toronto, it was Toronto FC. So I figured, you know, the fact that there's three MLS uh, teams in Canada, I mean, that's really gotta kind of hype up the the love for soccer in Canada. But but still, you know, I've I've spoken to a lot of Canadians that have a huge love for soccer, but they always say the same thing. Hockey will always be my favorite sport. It's the main sport of Canada, but soccer is actually is actually getting increasingly popular in a sense. I guess it depends on what part of Canada, really, but yeah. You know, going back to 1985, you know, I've spoken with my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, because he remembers very well the 1986 World Cup when Canada was there, because in my case, what's interesting is that Back in 1986, Canada was in the same group as France. 
And on June 1st, 1986, the opening match between those two was, was Canada versus France. And Canada, Canada really just gave the French an extremely hard time. I mean, <laughs> now obviously, I don't mean to make any of you, any of you feel old. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad because this makes my friend Steve probably feel old. Because, you know, back in 1986, you know, he was a, a bit, a few years younger than I am. He was 26 at the time, you know. He had recently, uh, I believe, he had recently been married. So, you know, back in... <clears throat> Back then, you know, seeing the group, you know, he's talked about it because the way he's spoken about Canada versus France back in 1986, you know, I'm truly convinced that Steve remembers the game almost as if it was yesterday. And so looking at it, you know, France didn't even score until the 79th minute. <laughs> and I'm super curious to know the stats. You know, I, I tried f looking for the stats but couldn't find them. Uh, you, know, you know, back then, you know, C Canada really, I mean, the fact that France won 1-0 to and... You know, I've actually looked at a little bit of the highlights, but it, like that. But you know, even Canada at, at, at a few times, you know, Canada had their chances to score as well, but could not do it. So that's why I say that France, not, Canada, not only gave France a hard time, but Canada almost beat them. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. Canada in 1986 in that opening game, Canada could have beaten France, but unfortunately, Canada could not capitalize on their opportunities, and quite frankly, France got lucky. <laughs> But you know, and I as I spoke to, and I spoke to Steve about this because you know this conversation was back when I visited him and his wife back in 2019, you know before the whole uh, COVID-19 worldwide pandemic uh, drama, you know. <clears throat> speaking about it, and I, and I told Steve uh, I, in a journalism perspective, I asked him, well, the fact that Canada almost beat France and that only lost one nothing, do you think Canada could have had a chance to actually be a dark horse in the tournament? Now, I, I actually, I don't quite remember his answer because I want to be sure I, I don't put words uh, in Steve's mouth. But honestly, like based on how Fran how Canada played against France, you know, I would have been certain that Fran uh, Canada had a chance to uh, be a dark horse. But, but Canada went on to, you know, went, went on to lose pretty bad. You know, they lost to Hungary 2-0. to zero, And then they, and then uh, not only that, but then they went, they went on to lose to the Soviet Union, you know, back then. You know, this, is, this was in the 80s, so... But, um, so, you know, Canada just went, you know, owned three. And, you know, the sad part about the Canadian national team from their first, from their debut in the World Cup back in 86 was that Canada couldn't even score any goals. I mean, they conceded five times but could not score any goals of their own. So, so then they go the, the next 36 years, you know, without qualifying. So that tells me that early on, one of the, one of the goals for the Canadian men's national team for Qatar later this year, and I have to remember, it's not going to be in the summer. It's actually going to be in the winter. That Canada's going to want to at least score a few goals. I mean, Canada's going to want to win. Canada's going to want to make the best, and I mean the most absolute best of this World Cup opportunity. Again, because I can't stress this enough, it is their first appearance in the World Cup Finals since 1986. Think of everything that's happened since 1986. Well, now, one of the best things about Canada, I mean, is they, boy, do they have some very young talent. And, of course, we think of Alfonso Davies, number one. And Now, unfortunately, Mr. Alfonso Davies has not been part of the team lately because he's still recuperating from a heart procedure that he had uh, not long ago. You know, to the 21-year-old Alfonso Davies, you know, man, I I'm telling you, you know, he said one time how it's a dream of his to represent Canada in the World Cup and... 
you know, I, I think this opportunity is, it has come to him. And I'm seriously praying, and I do mean praying, praying, praying that he recovers in time because I want, and I do mean I want Alfonso Davies to represent Canada in Qatar. I want Davies to be on the squad because Alfonso Davies is absolutely amazing. Many times I explain how players are so unique in his or her own way. Alfonso Davies is just another example. The dude is absolutely incredible and he has been absolutely killing it with Bayern Munich. Absolutely killing it. So uh, that's why I'm seriously hoping, I mean, Alfonso Davies can recover. You know, I'm not sure exactly what had happened. I just remember that there was something about a heart procedure. So, although it's a couple of sources say that, according to Sportsnet, that he's been training with Bayern Munich and he even insists that he will be back soon. SB Nation actually has a headline and it says something about him providing a health and fitness update. So I'm super curious to know. Well, it says that he's on the road to recovery, that he's almost back to 100% as far as uh, fitness goes. <sighs> he's been out since actually since the beginning of January. Yeah, so he suffered was a, a coronavirus infection and the medical scans later revealed that he had developed a case of myocarditis. So, yeah... So he's been recuperating ever since, and well, it's good to see that, th that that progress is being made in a positive way because, you know, again, I want Alfonso Davies to be part of the Canadian squad. He's been a huge success in Bayern Munich, you know. I want him to succeed in, with the, in the World Cup in Canada. So, you know, that being said, you know, I might have to actually put Canada as one of the teams that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye out on in the World Cup, aside from France and uh, hopefully the United States. I mean, the United States, they're actually playing right now, and they're winning 4-0, to but the, the game's not over yet, and it's not over until I say it's over, or it's not over until the final whistle is blown. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the fact is, in my case, I love Canada. I actually have family in Canada, and I have a very, very good friend who's been a strong mentor, you know, very close to me, and she's really motivated me, you know, it's helping with podcasts. You know, she lives out near Vancouver. You know, she, I mean... She's such a great person, fantastic person. So, you know, I have a very a very good friend that lives in Canada along with family. So, so Canada is another country that's close to my heart, like much like France. So, I being said, I mean, I definitely will probably have to, I'll, I'll definitely have to consider rooting for Canada. So, but, you know, I, I got to mention, you know, all the unique talent that the Canadian men's national team has, you know, I think one of the biggest important things is that their manager, Mr. John Herdman, how just how much of an amazing and I mean amazing job he has done with the national team. You know, let's not forget that before he took over for the Canadians men's national team, he coached the Canadian women's national team. He took over the Canadian women's national team in 2011 and he went on to uh, lead them to a gold medal uh, win at the 2011 Pan American Games. He actually guided them also uh, to base to actually uh, to the London Olympic Games back in 2012, where Canada went on to win the bronze medal, but finishing in third. And in 2016, at the Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro, Canada went on to win the bronze medal again. And, and again, remember in 2016, Canada eliminated France on the way there. So, I mean, John Herman did such a, a fantastic job. You know, um, like you know, coaching the, the Canadian women's national team. So, it was really, I mean, the, the fact is, it, it was huge. I mean, 
in the in the twenty in the twenty twelve Concacaf Women's Olympic Qualifying Tournament, you know he took them to the final where they lost to the United States, but. You know, uh, but still, you know, making the Canadian women's team, you know, very good. And in January of 2018, he was named the head coach of the Canadian men's national team. So I, 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 w- I would have figured, you know, if, if he can succeed with the women's national team, then, you know, why, then there's, there, I don't see why he can't, he couldn't succeed with the men's national team as well. So, you know, <clears throat> You know, looking uh, with the uh, Canadian uh, women's national team, uh, I'm actually trying to wonder if the uh, if the women's team was actually in the 2011 uh, Women's World Cup. I know they were there in 2015 because Canada hosted the 2015 Women's World Cup. You know, and in 2015, how uh, Kadisha Buchanan was uh, was uh, named the best young player of the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup. So looking at back in 2011, uh, let's see. Yep, Canada was there, but Canada didn't do well. Yeah, finished 0 and 3, scored one goal and conceded seven times. Now they were uh, now they were they were put in a, in a group with Germany and France. So yeah, it, it must have been overwhelming for them. But you know they barely lost to uh, Germany. They lost to Germany two to one, but but got beat by France four to zero. So it was it was a really difficult time for the Canadian women's national team so honestly but uh looking back at it you know it really uh it, it really is fantastic that John Herdman has really turned this team around now I'm not entirely sure exactly when he took over for the Canadian women's national team I don't know if it was after the World Cup or before but but like I said John Herdman had success with the Canadian women's national team He's having a, some success with the men's national team. You know, he took him. To the, he held, He's led them to their first World Cup since 1986. And I should mention that how last year Canada was actually reached its higher highest ever ranking position in the FIFA World Rankings, reaching 40th. <laughs> like basically, I think in Canada went from being ranked 72nd in the world to jumping up to 40. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is impressive, especially for a team like Canada. You know, like we think, you think a Canadian sports. You know, hockey. I mean, excuse me, that soccer. You know, barely comes to mind. It's hockey before anything. But like I mentioned earlier, soccer is popular in Canada and is actually getting a bit more popular by the year. I, I would probably say because you know the MLS teams and everything else. I mean, there's also fans. In, there's also Canadians that love you know the European soccer as well. So, yeah. So I would say in Canada, hockey might be the best sport. You know, because you know. Hockey to them is you know is more than religion. It's you know more than life itself. But but yeah, the bottom line is, and soccer is pretty popular in Canada, and it's actually making tremendous progress. And uh, I don't know if it's making. I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know if I can say the same thing about soccer. You know, popularity progressing here in the United States, but soccer has a decent amount of popularity. But uh, I still feel like here in the United States, soccer is not appreciated enough, and that honestly does bug me a little bit. But uh, last thing I want to do is you know checking the the standings of the Can- of, of the Canadian national team. I mean the fact that Canada is on top of the standings for this for the final qualifying phase is unbelievable. They still have one more game left to play against Panama. I mean their final the game that officially that officially allowed them to clinch qualification was a four nothing win against Jamaica at home. So you know and seeing how that game I mean. It, even though the, the final goal was an own goal by the Jamaicans, I mean, oh, Canada just absolutely just just killed it. 
man, it, it's it, it's absolutely incredible. And the game was actually at BMO Field, which is actually uh, in yeah in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So, but. <clears throat> But, man, you know, Canada just being on top of the group, you know, ahead of the likes of the United States and Mexico, I mean, that's that, that, that takes a whole lot of talent to do that. I mean, the fact that Canada actually beat Mexico, they beat Mexico. <laughs> the first time in Mexico, they held Mexico to a draw. Now, that's huge, especially for Canada to help, help hold Mexico to a draw. And Mexico is huge. And then they beat them at home 2-1. to one. I mean, the fact that Canada didn't even lose to Mexico is amazing. Not only that, but Canada actually beat the United States and drew against them too. So in this qualifying phase, one of the two things, two of the things to strongly remember is the fact that Canada did not lose to Mexico nor the United States. How amazing is that? I mean, especially after in the CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinal, how Mexico beat Canada, Canada was out for a bit of revenge. So it's in September 5th of last year, you know, Canada on the road drew against the United, held the United States to a draw, which I believe that game was in Cincinnati. And then uh, October seventh, about a month later, they hold Mexico to a draw in Mexico. And then uh, in November, they beat Mexico two to one. And then not long after that, January thirtieth, Canada beat the United States in Canada at Tim Hortons Field, which is in Hamilton, Ontario. I mean, I'm telling you, this Canadian team is impressive. And now, at this point, you know, once all the all the participants of the World Cup are, are official, the one thing after that to keep is, is to look forward to is basically is the draw. So, can you imagine if Canada is drawn against the is against France again, <laughs> a, re, a rematch of, of of 1986, and as loaded and as dominant as France is, if France has to play Canada in their opening game, then. <laughs> Like, well, don't be surprised if anything happens. I mean, don't count out the Canadians because that would be a bad thing to do. Canada has proven their their worth. I mean, right now, from the looks of it, it looks as though they're gonna they're gonna top the group. So, but at this point, Canada's already qualified, so they've already accomplished what they've intended to accomplish. So, they have nothing to worry about. Their final game is against Panama, and that's who the United States is playing is playing right now. And I believe their final game, yep, their final game will be in Panama. So, at this point, really. Canada doesn't have to worry about about topping the group, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. If they did try to top it, because you know they want to they want to add more to their strength. They want to show that they they want to show just how strong they are. So I mean that would, that would tell me they're sh they're going to send a message to whoever they'll be playing in the group stage of the World Cup. Uh, we don't care who you are. We're not going to fear you. We are going to challenge you, and we will not go down without a fight. And that's exactly what Canada has done throughout the entire qualifications. And I have no doubt in my mind that that's what they will do moving forward ladies and gentlemen into the net fc is available to you on all streaming platforms including spotify apple podcasts google podcasts amazon music and youtube thank you all very very much for joining me this evening and i will see y'all next time support for this podcast and the following message come from corient 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.